Fife Carers Centre offers comprehensive support to individuals in Fife who are providing vital care for a relative, friend or neighbour in their lives. Often people can be unaware of the benefits they are entitled to, as many do not see what they are doing as being a carer, rather seeing it as being a dutiful adult child, sibling or friend. But the centre aims to make people aware of the support which is there for them, not only financial but also emotional and even legal advice. I'm speaking today with Training and Information Officer Leslie Childs to find out about the help the Carer Centre can provide. I'm Michael McLaren and this is Down the Lane With. So hi Leslie, thank you for meeting with me today. Thank you. So before we go into the specifics of what you do here, could you begin by giving me a general idea of what would you define as a carer? A carer is somebody who is supporting another person who cannot manage their life without support from somebody else. So that could be because they have a physical health condition or a mental health condition. It could be because they have a physical disability or a learning disability. They might just be frail as they've become older or they might have some other kind of condition, which means that they need some help. The person giving that help is a carer. Carers aren't paid and they do it usually for somebody that they are close to, a family member or a friend. But sometimes it can just be a neighbour or somebody that they know. So does the carer, do they need to be providing care for someone for a specific amount of time a week to qualify as a carer? Ideally, they would be caring for somebody for about 35 hours a week, which sounds like loads. But actually, it's really easy to find yourself caring for somebody for that period of time. You don't have to be caring for somebody that you live with. They could be living in a separate place to you. You could be living in a separate town to you. And you don't actually have to be in the same place as them to be providing that care. So, for example, you might pop around to your mum's to help her get up and wash and dress, make sure she's had some breakfast, get her a sandwich ready for her to have at lunch and go away. And maybe you've spent, you know, an hour or two doing that. And then you phone her at lunchtime to make sure that she's got her sandwich and everything's okay. And maybe you phone her a bit later on to remind her to take her tablets. And before you know it, they've racked up three hours. And maybe you go in last thing at night to help her to get into bed and to make sure that she's all right and have a bit of a chat. And before you know it, you've done five hours of helping somebody else. And you do that seven days a week because there's no sort of days on and days off with being a carer. And it's really easy to rack up those 35 hours. So a very important part of your service is making sure the carer receives any government benefits they may be entitled to. What criteria needs to be met for a carer to qualify for these benefits? So a carer who can claim carer's allowance can only claim carer's allowance if the person that they're caring for gets a qualifying benefit. So if they are getting the care component of PIP or child delay or they get attendance allowance, then the person caring for them, if they qualify for it, can claim carer's allowance. So if it was you and you were unwell and not able to look after yourself, you would be able to claim perhaps PIP, personal independence payments, um, because you're of working age. They are from the age of 16 to 65. And if whatever was wrong with you meant that you couldn't look after yourself, couldn't care for yourself, perhaps you couldn't wash and dress yourself or you couldn't feed yourself or something along those lines, then you, you would be eligible to claim that PIP 
if you're paid PIP, the carer can now make an application to the DWP for carer's allowance. So it's not taken from you. It is in addition to you being paid yours, the carers also paid theirs. And are there any circumstances which would prohibit a carer being able to claim this benefit? They can't get it if they are in full-time education. They can't get it if they earn over a certain threshold each week. And they can't get it if they are in receipt of a overlapping benefit, for example, pensions. So there's a whole load of reasons why people can't get it, as well as a few why they can. I think it sounds like some people are fulfilling the role of a carer and not even realising that they're doing this and consequentially unaware of the assistance that is provided for them. I think you're absolutely right. And people don't like the name carer and people get muddled up about the word carer. In the old days, when somebody came to help you at home, they were called home helps. <laughs> and nowadays people come in to help get the person up and washed and dressed and so on. And quite often they are referred to as a carer. Really, I suppose they should be called something like a, a care assistant or a care attendant or something that says this is my job and I'm paid for it, as opposed to I'm a carer, I look after my mum, it's not my job, it's just what I do. So aside from helping with making sure they receive the benefits they should be receiving, what specific other support does the centre provide? We try to offer help that responds to whatever it is that carers need help with. So life as a carer has impacts in all sorts of different areas of your life. So we will help carers to look at anything that, as a result of their caring role, is an issue. So that might be something like they had planned to do something in education. They were going to go to college or going to carry on education and actually their caring role got in the way. How can we help them to find their way back to that education? It may be that they have a problem with their housing. Perhaps the housing is no longer suitable because the person they're caring for perhaps now is not mobile and living in a, you know, a walk-up flat isn't going to work for them. So we might look at the housing situation and help guide them through how do they make a, an application to change houses. We look at their individual circumstances. So perhaps they are finding it difficult to get out and contact people. We have a number of carers groups. We've got a craft group. We've got a group for men. We've got a book club. We've got walking groups all over Fife. We've got ones where people just come together and talk. We've got all sorts of ways to help connect carers. And the befriending service, this is for carers, not the person they're looking after. So carers who are often alone with the person that they care for for long periods of time and can, can lose their contacts with their friends and the activities that they used to undergo. And our befriending service is befriending the carer, not the cared for, to help them to rebuild self-confidence and to get out and to take part in activities and so on around five. And could you tell me about your advocacy service? So sometimes carers find themselves in a situation where they want to make a, a statement or to negotiate a different outcome to something and find that they don't know the process or feel that they have the confidence or the words or whatever. And our advocacy worker will work with them to help to 
clarify what it is that they would like to achieve and the route to get there. And they will work alongside them with that. So finally, one of the plain facts of caring for someone is that it can be very emotionally demanding and the person in the role of carer is only human and needs to take time to take a break and recharge their batteries. Your website addresses this and mentions the Creative Breaks Fund. Could you explain how this works and any other ways in which carers are given support with essential respite? The Creative Breaks Fund, the money for that comes from the Scottish Government and each year for the past several years they've paid money into a fund for carers to apply to that fund for up to £300 to have a break from their caring role. Now it is difficult sometimes for carers to get away from their caring role and £300 isn't going to carry you terribly far away. So carers are encouraged to have ideas about what would give them a break from their caring role and that's where the creative part idea comes in. So we've had carers who have done things like bought a Kindle because they love reading and they've used the extra money to buy the books and to get a prime subscription, all that kind of thing. We've had people that have bought a garden shed and created a man cave in it and as well as people who have gone away for a weekend to Blackpool or whatever it is. So carers can apply for that money and the fund is usually regenerated in about October, early November each year. It runs to about September, but once the money's gone, it's gone. So it's always a good idea to apply in the early part of the year <laughs> to, if you wanted to be sure to get something. And it depends on what they want to do. So it might be that they just want to be able to get away often from somebody for short periods of time. So maybe a bicycle would be a good idea or they can use it to buy therapies, you know, that they go and have a massage every month for a year. Once you give them the first start off idea, people get quite inventive about what it is that they fancy doing. OK, Leslie, thank you very much for meeting with me today and best of luck for the future. That's great. Thanks very much. If you would like to know more about the Carers Centre, the website and Facebook links can be found on the Linton Lane website. Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren. It was created by Marion McPherson and Michael McLaren and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for the Linton Lane Centre.